have a video from him, a salutation, a greeting to us about a booklet that he just wrote. And so Jim is going to show that right now. Okay. I'm going to leave it right there. Okay. All right, video time. Hey, you guys, I want to take just a minute to tell you about a brand new resource that we've just developed entitled The Gospel Course. Now, the reason why we wrote The Gospel Course was in answer to a very real need. Listen, I know that you have a deep desire to be able to share the gospel with others, but oftentimes knowing the gospel and explaining the gospel can be very different. So we wrote the gospel course for you as a tool to be able to help you to walk anyone through the gospel in a way that is both complete and compelling. Now you can pick up this resource if you go to lffellowship.com. You can also go to brianclark.org or you can pick it up right off of Amazon. Now we wrote the gospel course because when the opportunity comes for you to share the gospel with someone, we want you to not only have the desire, we want you to have the words. We love you guys. God bless. Okay. <clears throat> that was great. Thank you, Brian. So today I want you to know we're interacting. This is, uh, I want to introduce you to his booklet, but we're also going to do a little bit of training today too. And I have, we're going to do candy bar questions, except I didn't bring candy bars today. I brought something much better. (laughs) Much better than candy bars. Okay. Let me get ready here. First candy bar question. So, why do all Christians across the whole planet come together with one mission to share the gospel with each and every person? Why do you think that is? To usher in the kingdom of heaven. Okay. Why all Christians across the whole planet, we're all in one mission to share the gospel with each and every person. We're told to do that. Okay. I'm afraid I'm making noise in the thing. Okay. All right. So I have things better than candy bar. I have a gospel booklet for you. And Kevin, if you can come get yours. Now, don't open the booklet yet. You have to wait. And can you hand one to Pat? Please. Thank you, sir. Okay. That is not a either. I've got to buy one on Amazon. Yeah, I really like these. Okay, so so that all men can be saved. Isn't that pretty much the consensus is kind of what we said? Okay, all right. So... We're gonna. I want to go to this next scripture. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. That's Revelation four eleven. Okay. So I want to ask a question. The same, same question again. Why do we share the gospel? Tell everybody how good God is. Connie, you knew that. Come get your book. All right. Yeah, to uh, to show the greatness of God. To see God glorified and worshipped as he should be. We want to see people saved. We want to see them experience the benefits of salvation, everything that comes with being saved. That's the one of the reasons why we uh, preach the gospel. But God's glory is the ultimate reason that we uh, spread the word. The world and all that is in it was created for one purpose. What was that purpose? Glorify God. Glorify God. 
Here you go. Yeah, for his glory and his honor. And his pleasure. To receive his glory, to reflect it onto others, and to give it back to him with thanksgiving and praise. Okay, so another question. Statistics tell us that uh, most Christians, not all, most Christians never share the gospel or even talk about Christ to non-believers. Why do you think that is? Afraid. Yeah, afraid. They're afraid. They're afraid. Don't know what to say. Okay, Kevin. It's nerve wracking. Okay, yeah. come get your book. <laughs> nerve wracking. Dottie, Dottie has a few rides. She's wondering if she can get a book. Okay, Dottie, I'm gonna hand it to Jim, and he'll save it for you. What did Dottie say? She said on the other question, teach them about our Savior. Okay, so teach them about our Savior. Okay. Okay. All right. So Brian kind of, uh, the one that was on the video, he kind of concluded that we just don't know what to say. We believe the gospel. We trust the gospel. We put our faith in the gospel. We read the word every day, hopefully. We sing songs about the gospel. But like he said, being able to know the gospel and explain the gospel are different. Okay, So this is why he created this booklet. Uh, It is for us to be able to share the gospel with non-believers, but it is also, and for me, more meaning for me was that it encourages me. It gives me confidence so that when the opportunity comes, and it will if you prepare yourself, to be able to share the gospel with a non-believer or with a new Christian who doesn't really understand uh, the gospel or the Bible, we have a tool and uh, uh, we'll have a desire to share, but we're also going to have words. So I really like this book. And uh, Tammy, you're still fairly new. Would you come and get you a, a booklet? And Aminta, can uh, you two share? Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so don't open your book yet. And I'll tell you why. This, I mean, the teacher in me says. You did? It's real. This is going to be a training session. And if you read uh, beyond what we're discussing here you're going to miss some really good gold nuggets and that's what you know I prayed this morning that everyone get a nugget of some kind that you're able to walk out and have connected with uh, a thought or maybe uh, uh, a thing that you can do to work with non-believers I really want you to hear that and so uh, although this is a training morning uh, for evangelism I want to uh, I want you to stay right with us. Uh, so, the next question. I want to go to the the next verse, and I don't know if you can all see it because I ended up writing kind of low. So, this is a faithful saying. What does that tell us? What does that mean? Okay. All right. It means, it's another way of saying that this is true. This. This is a faithful saying. This is true. What you're about to hear is a true story. Did anyone answer that that hasn't got a booklet yet? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass the other two out. I mean, we've got more. I've got more questions, but let's go ahead and do that. No, I'd like for you to have one. And uh, okay. No, who didn't get one? Okay. Yeah, and I'll get. I can give him this one at the end if he wants one. Okay. So, and the next part, and worthy of all acceptation. What is that's a big word. That's a word we don't use very often. What does that mean? What's that telling us? 
so need to accept it and know it. It's something we need to know. Okay. You should believe it. This story, this true story that I'm about to say, I want you to believe it. It's worthy of believing. That's what it's telling us. So, what is the true and urgent news story that uh, we want to share with everyone? Christ came to save sinners. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. You know what, Pam? What? Just, just a side note. I think that's really important, and I try to do that whenever I share the gospel. Uh-huh. Is that you met you you when you when you bring out sin, people get their defenses go up. Mm-hmm. So the way to draw that down is put it, put yourself on equal footing. Say yes. You know what? I'm the chief of sinners. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all saved by grace. Mm-hmm. We all need that. We're all sinners. Yes. So right at right at the get go. Yes. Okay, so the the true, and you're right, the true story that I want you to believe is Christ came into the world to save sinners. The end of this scripture is of whom I am chief. All of us, and that was the last part of that, exactly what you said, we are all sinners. We should be able to use this scripture. We should know this. Of whom I am chief, I am the chief of sinners. Anyone that's going to use this book, anyone that's going to share the gospel with uh, an unsaved person, we should know that, that we are a chief sinner. Of whom I am chief. First Timothy one fifteen. So this story that we can believe that is true is what uh, the booklet identifies. That's what the booklet is about. It's about it the booklet is in three has three stories. It's in three parts. It's about the sin of man, the salvation of God, and the Savior of the world. That's what we're going to talk about in our booklet today. Um, Now, each one of the sections has two parts. And this is really cool. Uh, One part is scripture. The other part is a story. So the scripture teaches the truth, the true story. And the story kind of makes it for our own life. We can uh, make it practical. Uh, We can identify with it. We can put ourselves in the place of the story. So now you can turn to page 13. Okay. 13. 13, the sins of man. That's our first lesson. Christ came into the world to save sinners. And we want to talk, if, if we're talking to a, a, a non-believer, we want them to be able to identify. You can be saved if you don't know what you're being saved from. Okay. So uh, we want them to understand uh who we are as a sinner. So turn to page 14. And the scriptures, he's got some really good scriptures here. Uh, I would suggest that you pick out one or maybe two or be able to flip to them, mark them in your Bible, do something so that you can share the scripture uh, if you uh, if you have the opportunity to. Sometimes all we can do is tell a quick story. But if you want to share the scripture, uh, Brian identified us as a, a dead spirit. We're broken branches. Uh, our heart is dark in sin. We're barren branches. And our soul is damned. Uh, we're we're like burning branches. He says the only thing left to do with br- dead branches is gather them up and throw them in the fire to be burned because this is the destiny of all who will not obey the gospel. So our first, then uh, page 15, the story, you probably most of you have heard the story of the father with two sons. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, son. huh? Son. Yes. Okay. So, in the story, 
uh, I really like, I don't know if you read it, Jim, but I really like how he, uh, in the story, he did, he's got three paragraphs. It's pretty short. All of us, any of us could uh, read these three paragraphs. three paragraphs and be able to remember it or remember most of it. But he talks about two different types of sinners. Uh, One is the self-indulgent sinner, uh, the one who uh, takes the money and runs. He goes off and he does his own thing. The other one is the righteous sinner, the one who stays behind, keeps all the rules, uh, self-righteous. And so uh, he talks about uh, the different types of which we are, we can identify with one or the other. Uh, the Bible teaches whether you are a good citizen or you're a crook, you're religious, you're an atheist, you're a priest or a prostitute, we're all guilty of sin against God. And we're condemned to everlasting fire and hell. We all love sin more than we love God. Okay. So, uh, yeah, re. We're going to read that in a few minutes. But that's a really cool way he uh, brought the story about. So turn to page 17. We're going to talk about the salvation of God. And then you see scriptures. So he talks about the three main parts of salvation. Uh, Salvation is being rescued by God. We're forgiven. Salvation is receiving grace. It's a free gift. You just have to take it. Salvation is reserved in glory forever. Uh, God promises us a home in heaven. Salvation is a promise that one day we'll go home to be with our Father forever. Uh, Like a runaway who's reconciled, a good father will take him home. So, page 19, he tells the rest of the story. So, here he's got four paragraphs that I really like the way he uh, made it brief and uh, the points are right on. Uh, This is a quick story that you could tell someone in just a few minutes. So, he talks about uh, how the, we know the story that the prodigal son, uh, the runaway, uh, the self-indulgent son, he comes back home and his father is so happy to see him. He meets him. He he runs down the road and he grabs and he loves him and he uh, he's so happy that he's back and and that's the way God uh, comes to us and we come to God. Uh, he accepts us. He brings us back into the fold. He loves us. Uh, so the story. It, it shows a picture of us coming to God or coming back to God. But most of us love that story and we hear the story and it's like, yeah. But the um, it, it kind of refreshed the story in my mind when I read this about the elder brother. The rest of the story. I want to tell you about that. The elder brother remained outside. The father went to him and invited him in. Jesus doesn't tell us in the scripture what he finally decided. That's because the choice is yours. The choice is ours. The choice was his. We stand outside and God invites us in. What will you choose? So that's how Brian closed this part of the story. You know, uh, the scripture doesn't tell us. He doesn't tell us for a reason. It's because we, in our heart, when we read that story... What, what are we going to choose? Page 21 is where we start the Savior of the world. This is the good news. We explain to them who the Savior is and how Christ came into the world to save sinners. Jesus Christ is a Son of God. Some really good scriptures on that. He talks about God is three in one. Jesus Christ is sacrificed for our sin. He died on the cross. And Jesus Christ is standing at the door. Receiving the salvation of God is not complicated. It's like a friend who's knocking at the door. All you have to do is open up and let him in. 
So these are all, I don't know, it depends on how much time you have with someone. Uh, put a couple of these scriptures in if they're willing to, to look at the word. So uh, the third part of this, the story, it's the mystery in the story. Uh, Brian talks about uh, there's something easy to overlook when you read the story. Uh, so uh, it's a picture of Christ and his death on the cross. It's hidden in the story. Uh, and he ends it just like the elder brother deciding if he would join his father inside or remain in his pride. The choice is yours now. That's how you would present it to someone. Uh, again, it's three paragraphs. We should be able to... Uh, repeat or, or talk about the gist of, you know, the mystery of the story. After you read it a couple of times, it'll be like, yeah, the, you know, the story flows real well. So after you've uh, offered this, you know, are you going to stay in your pride or are you going to accept the free gift of salvation? Now, for me, I would be telling the story without my book. I'd have my Bible there. I'd have a couple of uh, scriptures marked. But truly, silence prompts people to engage their brain and personalize what they've just heard. So if you say, Aminta, you know, just like the sun... Um, he he had a choice to remain in his pride and be self-righteous or to let God in, open the door. So the choice is yours. And then you give a little bit of silence because if you continue to talk, they don't engage. The, the brain doesn't move into... Well, how should I answer this? You need to give them a minute. Don't you agree, Pat? Yeah, silence is awkward, it, it, and that's why we fear, I think, sharing the gospel, because we're yeah. like, well, what are they thinking? Or, man, mm-hmm. they, you know, they think this is crazy. or you know, It's just awkward, mm-hmm. but it's, it's necessary to right. engage them. They have to make a choice. Yeah, it's their choice. You know, we, we give them, we share the story, we share it in a really cool way, you know, that we can all identify with. It's short. It's to the point. You have some scripture to back up, you know, the true story. And then you give them an opportunity to think about it. So let's say you've had a minute. I don't mean like 60 seconds. That's a long pause. But give them time. Uh, you know, they may say, why. Well, I don't know, this is weird, or, you know, whatever, tell me more. Uh, On uh, uh, page 25, it's a whole page, but it's pretty brief. Uh, So this is what I would do if someone was just sitting there saying, oh, I don't know, I, you know, I I don't know. So this is what I would do. You can you can memorize this or however you do it. I you know, we all learn and, and work in different ways. So what I would be saying is, Jim, you're probably asking yourself right now, well what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, in the story, all the elder brother had to do was receive his father's invitation and come inside. Okay? So like the elder brother, we all stand at the same crossroads. We all have a choice to make. Okay, so then give them a minute. They might ask a question. They might not. And then say, so you know, what does that mean? What does that mean for us? It means that standing at the crossroads means you have to choose which way you'll turn. You know, and I always use. I don't know where it came from, but I always use, because it works for me, uh, is, you know, you've heard this story. I've given you scriptures to show that it's truth and it's worthy of believing. And so you can't unlearn it. You can't unhear it. So, you know, right now you're at a crossroads. Is What are you going to do with this 
information? What are you going to do with the story that you've just been presented to? So, you know, it means that you have to choose which way you're going to turn. So I want to explain a little bit to you. So what we mean by when we say getting saved or becoming a Christian, that's what Bible calls repentance. It's real important to help them understand this. The word means to turn. That's the definition of the word repentance. So in the Bible, it means to turn from your sin and turn to God. It involves two things. Repentance involves two things. We believe in Jesus Christ. Salvation is by faith alone. All you have to do is believe in Christ's sacrifice for our sins. And then, two, receive Jesus Christ. Because salvation is a gift, and all you have to do is take it. You just simply pray to God and tell Him that you know you're a sinner, that you believe in Christ Jesus, and that you want to receive his gift of salvation. Okay. That, that was a big one for me, I might just throw out, because I did not grow up in church, so I just had this vision, in order to be saved, I had to do, you know, all these things, you know, and, and I just didn't know it was so simple. Mm-hmm. Once I was presented with the truth, you know, it was an easy choice, but right. yeah, I think a lot of people just don't know how simple God wants to save us. It's yeah. just so, we just ask. Right. Right. So, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's one at Romans ten thirteen. It's in the Romans Road. That's really, really important. If you don't include anything else, that yeah. would be one that I would include in uh, my conversation. But well, we Kevin? have to let them know at this point that uh, it's not just because we call the name that we get saved. Because we actually have to have it in our heart because anybody can just say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's the verse 9, Romans 10, 9. Yeah. yeah. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth, yes. That would be the next one right before. He lays it out pretty good. If we'll use these, there's one, two, there's four scriptures. Yeah, that's cool. It's not, you know, it's not real, it's not too deep. So, you know, you end that. Then you go into a conversation. So which brother are you? Which brother can you, you know, do you most identify with? Uh, and then hopefully um, you've got scripture to back up any anything that they may say. And it's always, it's always okay. When someone asks you a question and your head gets fuzzy all of a sudden because you don't know the answer, yeah. so then you start stammering and, you know, or, yeah, uh, don't know what to do. Calm yourself by knowing that you don't have to know all the answers. You can say, I can say, Aminta, I... You know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where to find that in the Bible, but I know someone who does know. And so, can I can I call you later this afternoon, or or can I text you? You know, the scripture. I you know, I'm going to find out, and I'll let you know as quickly as I can. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, you that know, was to be real. Really at work, like yeah. last week. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and it's weird because okay. One, my assistant, the other assistant manager, there's the general manager, the assistant manager, and then me. The assistant manager. Can I put you on? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, the assistant manager, she grew up and was baptized as a Mormon, and now she doesn't believe in any God. And then another girl, another coworker, she is a pagan. Oh, wow. And I'm very vocal about my faith, yeah, you know, cool. because. He, what he's brought me out of, Amen. and so it's been really weird. They like come, with, they come at me with all kinds of questions, and they're like, "What about this? And what about this?" And I'm like, well, I, "I still don't know all the answers. I'm still new with this." Yeah, but yeah, that's really was, cool. It was. It's been. It's been good. Like, yeah, they'll that's come to me did. with questions like even days later. And it's like a back. Oh, they're course, thinking. So. See, they're yeah. yeah. This is really perfect. That's cool. This yeah. will help me out because I've been dealing with this almost like at least a couple times a week. 
Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you can read all these scriptures and uh, kind of get a feel for which ones sound like something I would use. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Old Testament, New Testament. Uh, it, you know, it'll either flow well out of your mouth because it feels good to you and you understand it. The Holy Spirit has given you uh, that ability to, yeah. like, put that thing out there yeah. uh, with all confidence. Another thing uh, I would suggest, finding someone who, put it on your list, find someone who can give you a little back history on the Mormon church. Is that who you said? Yeah, so, Mormon. Yeah. My sister, and my sister is Mormon right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so it's so. Someone who can take you through the scripture and show you uh, uh, Mormon versus Christianity. Yeah. I mean, so One of the things that the assistant manager, the girl says, is that she thinks that this is like okay because you know the book of mormon the book of mormon was written in our time yeah this wasn't yeah. our bible wasn't right. you know yeah and she's like well it's man it's man made it's man written it's just like any other book yeah. I, yeah, it flusters me. <laughs> well, and you need to, yeah, that would be an awesome thing for you to uh, be able to study is, yeah. you know, is it really just an awesome book to be able to understand yourself? Yeah. Uh, no, but ours uh, changes you. It does. But see, that's what the lost world and, believes. And their book was written in our time. This This has been around for yeah. how long? Right. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. Okay. So um, I had uh, planned on using half of this morning for um, this, and then I misunderstood Steve. I thought Steve was going to be here for the other half. So what I want to do is uh, one thing that's really cool. We okay. Revelation four eleven. We're going to talk. So that's the end of uh, the discussion for right now on the booklet. Um, read the stories. Uh, there, I mean, it's just I've heard the story of the prodigal son a lot of times, even back when I was a child. You know, and it was recreated for a child to understand for me. But uh, read those stories. Uh, get familiar with it. Uh, but uh, Revelation 4.11, does anyone know? I wish I had a candy bar for this. No. Does anyone know who said this? Power off. Thou art worthy, O Lord. Who said that? John. John. Okay. All right. John, consensus is John. Okay. All right. Uh, I want to read uh, Revelation 4. If you are uh, if you are fearful or afraid or intimidated by the book of Revelation, uh, start reading. Uh, read uh, chapter 4. It's about worship in heaven, and it it shows us how beautiful, how beautiful worship already is in heaven, and how it has been from the beginning, and how it is going to be forever and ever. Read four, and then uh, chapter four, and then you'll want to read like the rest of the story pretty cool. Now, all of Revelation is good, but Revelation 4 is a really good, uh, like, jumping off point. Uh, So, this is John uh, writing this part of it. Uh, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven. So, picture the throne. And one sat on the throne... And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone, sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting 
clothed in white, raiment. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf. The third beast had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they were they are and were created so it's the 24 elders they have been praising God they have been lifting thanksgiving to God and they will do that forever and ever they live us forever and ever I like Revelation 4. It makes you want to just like move on into the rest of the story, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 We'll be there. Yeah. And that's the judgment seat of Christ. That's the rapture. Yeah. That's cool. So, anyway. Hey, Pam. Yes. That, that picture you're describing. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I don't know if. I don't know if um, can you see it on there. What is that? That's weird. Uh, it shows the elders and the throne. Okay. Yeah, and the beasts. Cool. Thank you, Kevin. Case, Connie. We all want to see it. Oh, sorry. Okay. So, what does I? I want to give. I wonder if. Um, we could, if we turn the camera around, yes. maybe we can get feedback from people. Is there anyone that's not real comfortable being on or is really not uh, not able to be on uh, camera right now? No, we Everyone's yeah, we okay? Can. Okay. Yeah, we would never, yeah. We, we would not want to. We have insurance. Okay. Okay. So maybe I really think uh, I really think that if we can give Brian good feedback on what we learned this morning, or maybe ideas of how you might be able to use this, or uh, thoughts that came to your head while we went through it. We haven't read the stories yet, but just a basic concept. Uh, he'd probably really appreciate that. Yeah. I just want to say that. Um, I went to HBI, uh, Shepherd School, back in the late 90s with Brian, and uh, we worked together while we went through that at, at the temple, and uh, at Kansas Baptist Temple, uh, the temple. <laughs> and uh, I, Brian, I, you know, I mean, I we went over that ask last time we went through evangelism, oh, a couple of years ago that he wrote. And he just seems to be on the cutting edge of evangelism. And he is one of the best of just making it simple so that, you know, because the greatest obstacle we all face is fear, like you were talking about, you know, like he talks about. And so it just makes it very simple and just a conversation. So anyway, hi, Brian. You did a good job. That's that's really good. What I, what I was most scared of to talk to like the people at work about is like I don't want them looking at me and like I had I was trying to explain to them I'm not perfect and like I'm new at this. So he's constantly working in me. Yeah. So I don't want them looking at me and like thinking, Oh, well, if this is an example of, you know, 
God's children. She's not a very, you know, yeah. she's not a very good one. That's what I was thinking in my head. Yeah. That's what yeah. the enemy wants you to believe. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I still, I still shared with them what I knew and, That's good. and explained to them why I believe. But that's what I was thinking in my head. I was really nervous. Yeah. yeah. Everybody is. You know. It's a hard thing. Mm-hmm. And like like Kevin said, the enemy. Yeah. That's when he really attacks us. Yeah. I wanna be it. I wanna be a good example of the person, you know. Sure. Yeah. I want people to be like look at me and be like, Okay, that's what it's yeah. Yeah. Oh, they do. You are so. Yeah, you are. You are <laughs> But it yeah. really isn't about us. It's about Jesus. Yeah. We just no, I know, but that's why I want to be good. Because yeah. I want them to right. have a good, you know, I want them to feel good about Jesus, not because of me. We, we yeah. are supposed right. to be a, an image of Jesus. We are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like I don't care what they think of me. It's not about the right. messenger. It's it is really messenger. Right. Because we do care about it. So what do you think about the book? What uh, does anyone does something come to your mind like a person? Or well, you don't have to say their names, but like you know situations that you may be able to use this book or the story the way he's got it laid out. What do you think about that? Mm, I could have used it Friday night. With okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Right. A simple story. Right. Yeah. yeah perfect. Yeah. So how about people that are new to faith? Did any of you, did it, you haven't heard the story yet. We just kind of did an overview. But uh, how do you feel about uh, understanding that it, it can give you confidence? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're telling the truth. You're not telling your story. You're telling right. the yeah. story God gave you, and that's the truth. Right. And yeah. it's always easier when someone wants to ask you a question is to answer with truth and not your own opinion. Yeah. Because there's no argument there. There's no way to... You don't have to defend it. It's already the truth. Right. It is the truth. Right. And it can get complicated. And we. it doesn't have to be complicated. It's... Yeah. It's a simple story. It's a... So, I really like this. And uh, so, Pat, I... You know how things just like... I do rabbit trails in my head. You know what I mean. So, you mentioned uh, we get fearful you know to when we start sharing i wanted to something came to my mind that uh you know uh everyone thinks that courage you know i have to have courage to do this that courage uh is a lack of fear well courage is not a lack of fear we we will always have things in our life and in the world that are that we'll be fearful of. We're fearful of trying new things. We're fearful of uh, letting go of old things. We're fearful uh, in big crowds or little crowds. We're fearful of spiders. We're, you know, those types of things. Okay. So what we do typically is we'll pray, "Oh God." take away this fear take you know i've got to do these things and uh holy spirit just take this fear away from me you know that's kind of asking like take my air because it might be polluted okay so pray the, the my suggestion is to pray for confidence i this is fearful for me to uh stand in front of someone and present Something that is also new to me. I'll have that fear. That's a natural. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Lord, Holy Spirit, give me confidence to step through the fear. Uh, if you have a court date coming up or you have a new job interview or you have, you know, whatever, pray. Lord, I'm fearful of this day. I'm fearful of this interview. It it makes me nervous. It makes me anxious. I sweat. Uh, You know, whatever it is you do when you're fearful. Lord, give me confidence to step through that fear. Because, you know, if you're with me, who can be against me? Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, give me confidence. And then the second part of that, we learn to trust in Him. Yes. Because He's the one that, He's the whole reason why we share the gospel. Right, exactly. And and we need the Holy Spirit's power, so we need to trust in Christ and trust in His power, that He will give us the word. And, man, when you do that and the Holy Spirit... 
takes over. Mm-hmm. It's like an out-of-body experience. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Yes. It's like everything just flows. When God puts, you know, those divine appointments together, it's just the Holy Spirit takes over. And you learn right. to trust in Him. So right. That's what he And does. that's a sweet feeling. Yeah. yeah. It's a calm, calm feeling, peace. Okay. All right. Here by Sarah. Yeah, I'd love for you to. Uh, here, one, one thing that Sarah said that that reminds me of, of what I think about is this is going to be off the trail a little bit. Um, I don't know if I should be on camera, but. <laughs> After I was saved, you know, I was scared to death to tell people about the Lord. So I, I joined a street team where I had to go out and I did all the concerts, I did state fairs, we went to the malls where we got in people's faces. And I did a lot of things dumb. I was a new Christian, but, you know, whatever. Uh, something we all have to do. But one thing that's really cool that helps me is, uh, you know, I love the Old Testament, I, I love all the hidden nuggets in the Old Testament. And there's just an awesome story that I just love. It's in Judges 3. Um, It's kind of a graphic story. I don't know if we've probably all seen John Wick and stuff like that. So it's like that. It's really a cool story. The dog's licking the blood? No. There's a... uh, (laughs) It's a story about a guy named Ehud. And Ehud is a believer just like us. And, and he is working with, and he's under the authority of this, this mean guy, this king. He, and, and the Bible says he's a big fat man. So, you know, fat in the Bible is always a type of uh, indulgence and wealth and, and worldly wisdom and things like that. Well, Ehud, the new believer, needs to take this guy down. So he's going to witness to this guy. He's going to witness to Ehud, Eglon's people. This is King Eglon. So Ehud, the new believer, makes himself a little dagger. You know, just like our Bibles, or it's a two-edged dagger. And he he sneaks up to King Eglon's palace, just like the way Sarah's sneaking in the Jimmy John's up there. <laughs> and and he says, I, I have a secret for the king. I need to see the king. And Eglon's people say, okay, come on in. So now Sarah's in Jimmy John's. You know, and like at work, when I'm at work, I have access to people. We all have access to people that, that others of us don't. So now Eglon, with his little dagger, has access to this wicked king. And, and he tells the king, I have a secret for you. And the king says, well, come closer. So, so Eglon's getting really close to the king, just like we've got to get up close and personal with the people we're going to share our secret with. So now Sarah's getting up close and personal. And when I'm at work, I, you have to know people. You have to earn the right to, to witness. You know, you don't, it's, it's hard to just walk up someone on the street. But whenever you're shoulder to shoulder with someone at work, you earn that right to share your secret. Well, when Egon gets right next to that wicked king, he takes out his little dagger, his little sword of scriptures and things that he's learned, and he jabs it into the guy's stomach. And the Bible's very graphic that dirt came out, his guts come out. Uh, which is what happens is whenever we share the truth of, of scripture with people, they see their own sin. They see the ugliness in their life, mm-hmm. and it spills out. And the word of God fulfilled its purpose. So all Eglon had to do was get up close and stick the guy. And then Eglon ran off and the guy ended up dying. But uh, <laughs> So that's not so cool. But, but it's just a good picture of how we... When you witness to somebody and, and you, you're at Walmart and you share something with a, a registered lady or someone in the aisle, you're sticking them with the truth, with the message that even if you leave... Because the Bible says the knife stayed in the fat guy. When he took his hand off the knife, his gut swallowed the knife up. That scripture, just like those people that you're talking to, mm-hmm. you stuck them. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they're thinking. Yeah. So even though you're not there, they're out of work, they're still thinking. And yeah. it's doing its purpose. Yeah. And that's kind of what... Yeah, you plant the seed. So I, but I like the violent 
you know, sticking with Ehud. Because that's kind of what we do is when we, we share, we, we can stick people. But anyway, that was a diversion. That's what I think. That helps me whenever I'm out. Me and Steve even talked about this because uh, this is kind of our little side thing we'll talk about is someone came to a meeting and we stuck them, you know. Because if someone comes to Life Issues that hadn't been in years and they come and we, it's just a good message, you know, maybe Pat really preaches a good message, we stuck them. We may not see them again, but it's going to fulfill its purpose. Greg actually used to talk about that. Yeah. You know, he, he used yeah. to share that story with the gospel, presenting the gospel, just like that. Yeah, I really think of Right. Yeah. And we have to remember that they can't unhear it. Yeah. You know, once you stuck them with truth, they, you know, they will leave wherever you're at with that truth. You know, can't unhear it. Yeah. So, um, does anyone have any more comments or anything related to this? Okay. All right, then. I think I think we're done. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, I hope fine. everyone got a gold nugget of some kind, something to take, uh, words of encouragement or confidence, or you got a book. Yeah. Okay. If uh, um, if you think the book is not something that you would use or that you want to. Um, you know, continue reading, etc. You can give it back to me later, and I'll pass it on. But I really like the book. It feels good. It looks good. It's simple. It's to the point. And um, I, uh, I pray that you will be able to share this uh, simple story, uh, start practicing, and uh, when you're uh, equipped enough, and you're willing, and you're, you have the desire to share it, uh, God will give you that opportunity. Opportunity. No. Uh, it, yeah. Could you, so. uh, could you pray? Yeah. Send yeah. the book if we're done. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One, one thing before we dismiss. Don't forget, next Sunday is the Bible conference. I'm sure yeah. Brian's going to talk about it. But we will still be in here at 9 o'clock next Sunday, but then after church, we'll start making Bibles. So mm-hmm. bring your friends. It's going to be fun. Okay. Yeah. Would you close us in prayer? Sure. Yeah. All right, let's close. Lord, I do thank you uh, for, for what Pam shared, Lord, that how important evangelism is and that we need to all have the confidence and uh, like a, to go out and tell others about you, Lord. And I'm so glad someone shared you with me back when I was 18. And I'm uh, just thankful that I heard, Lord, and just pray that you give us all the boldness uh, to go out and share with others. And pray, Lord, Lord, for a door of utterance. We pray that this week that all each one of us will have an opportunity, and that you'll, you'll present an opportunity and a, and a prepared center that we can talk to this week, Lord. And so I want to lift you up. Thank you for this uh, time we've had to share. And uh, bring us back safely next week. In your name. Amen. Amen. Right. Thank you, Pam. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's like me and Austin Such powers. a young kid when I was yeah. talking about, you know. When, yeah. When Did everyone get a boot? Now he's like an icon. Yeah. Like his uncle. Yeah. His grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. All righty. Good deal. My daughter is our mentor. It's A-R-M-I-N-T-A.